as we look into the scriptures, the Most High has made it clear the roles that he has given both man and woman as it pertains to the house. But as our people have migrated through different captivities and now we're scattered across the world living in different cultural realities, some of those roles could have been muddied. So let's look into the original language, Hebrew, to clear up the roles that we have as both man and women of the house. Let's get into it. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. As always, thank you, Toda, for tuning in to this podcast when you can be doing anything else with your life right now. You've chosen to rock with your boy, Yahoo Yasharel. Listen, um, before we get into the podcast, if you have not already, do me a favor and go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Jacob C 12 That's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Jacob Seeds 12. Uh, there you will find the merch of Jacob C podcast. Um, you'll find hoodies, long sleeves, short sleeves, men's t-shirts, women's t-shirts um, for sale. Um, just another avenue and another way uh, that you can support this podcast. Uh, if you haven't seen them already on Instagram, um, please follow me on Instagram at JacobC12. That is JacobC12 on Instagram, as well as Yermayahu15. Yermayahu15. That is spelled Y I R M E Y A U15 on Instagram. Um, and also make sure you visit Teespring as well. Or if you follow any of those um, Instagram accounts, just press the link in the bio, then press store and it will take you right there. Also, please subscribe to this podcast, like this podcast and review this podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. Um, it, it goes um, it, it, it immensely blesses me, I should say, when you subscribe, when you like, when you share and when you review um, more than even buying merch and T-shirts and all that stuff, your reviews and your subscriptions and your likes and your shares uh, mean more to me than that. And for you guys who have been doing that and have been listening literally all over the world, I thank you for your support, um, your continued support and continued listenership. Please continue to share this podcast with your mom and them, your daddy and them, Pookie and them, uh, your brother, your sister. Um, all those who are in the faith, who are not in the faith, uh, because this information is good for all those um, who call themselves African-American and beyond. So let's get into this. The biblical Hebraic roles of both the man and the woman um, as it pertains to the household. So as I said in the intro of the podcast, a lot of us are living in these new cultural identities, meaning that we're living literally in nations that we don't belong to. And we've been immersed in cultures that our ancestors are foreign to, right? Um, uh, the, the curses in Deuteronomy 28 said that we would be sent 
to a people that we uh, would not know that neither us or our forefathers knew. Right. So with these people that we did not know also comes a uh, a culture that we were not privy to uh, before captivity. And obviously, everybody on the sound of my voice has been born into these different cultural realities, whether that is a North American reality, um, whether that is an Asian reality, whether that is an African reality, um, whether that is a South American reality, a Russian reality, a European reality. And then with even in those continents, you have um, different cultural distinctions between a man and a woman. So maybe what they see as the role of man and woman in Norway may not be the same as they see it in the United Kingdom. Uh, the roles of a man and a woman seen in the United States may not be the same as a man and a woman um, in the roles seen in Mexico, although these places share the same continent. Excuse me. So we can't use man's um, definition um, of men and women. We cannot use these different nations definitions as men and women and their roles to determine what our roles are in the household when it pertains to a husband and a wife, a father and a mother. Again, Jeremiah 10 tell us, tells us that we should not learn the ways of the heathen of the other nations. Um, even in Proverbs 331, it says that we should not envy our oppressor, nor should we learn of his ways. And there's all of the kind of scriptures in the Bible where it talks about that we should not learn the ways of other nations because the most high has given us his Torah, right? His teaching. Um, he is the ultimate moray teacher. So in ancient Hebrew or what some call paleo Hebrew, uh, when you look at the word moray, that is somebody who teaches, uh, somebody who points you in the right direction. And every moray has a Torah, an instruction. They're pointing you in the way of their instruction. Um, so that's what the Most High does in his word. That's what we call the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, uh, because it is the Most High's teaching, his instruction, the way that he is sending us. It's the way in which he is sending us, the way which he is pointing us, uh, the, the, the direction in which he wants us to go. Um, and we'll get into that later and because that's one of our roles as a, a combined family, a, both a mother and a father. And even if you're listening to this and you're a single mother, you're a single father, your role doesn't change in that aspect. You are still to teach your children. You are still to point them in the right direction. We read in Proverbs where it says that if you train a child in the way that he or she should go, they will not depart from it. Meaning that if you teach them the right way to go, um, even if you teach them the wrong way, unfortunately, they will not depart from it. Because especially in the African-American um, context, we see so many times where our children are taught the wrong things. And they stay in those wrong mentalities and those wrong neighborhoods around those wrong people that they were taught. Everything was OK with all of that, whether um, whether it's poverty, whether it's violence, um, whether it's being stuck in this government systems, uh, whatever was taught to them that was wrong. They also kept it. So, you know, that if they're taught right, they'll also keep it as well. Uh, we see that with our ancestors as well in the Bible. Uh, when the children were taught the right way. 
the nation was blessed because those children taught their children and taught their children. But at some point there was a break in the in that correct teaching, that correct Torah. And the children's parents begin to teach them the wrong way. That's when we see uh, in the book of Judges, when they go off and they're in captivity and then they're taught the right way and they're back into prosperity and then they're taught the wrong way and they go back into captivity, back and forth and back and forth. And we also see this um, in the book of Kings, um, uh, uh, second Kings, where the where the kings get off because we understand that it was the king's job to be the moray, the teacher of the people. It was his job to produce the, the Torah, to teach it daily uh, to the congregation, to the to the nation. Um, and when they got off from doing that, we went the wrong way. Uh, we start worshiping Baal and Moloch and Ashtaroth and all these places and even started worshiping um, the golden staff, uh, uh, the golden snake staff of Moses and all these crazy things. Um, so in this episode, we're going to talk about we're going to look back at the ancient Hebrew, the Paleo Hebrew. Because if you know anything about Paleo Hebrew, if you know anything about Hebrew, period, um, the language in itself, there it's it's an action, it's a moving language. It's always every every letter, every number, it's telling you something. It's pointing you to a uh, to a direction. It's it's allowing you to see something. It's a living, breathing language, which is why I call it the original language. A lot of people call it the original language because just like everything Yahuwah creates, it's living and it's breathing, um, just like the language that he has created in Hebrew. Um, so we're going to look at those Hebrew distinctions of both men and women as it pertains to the household. And don't think that if you are single, that this does not apply to you. Uh, because at some point you will be someone's husband. At some point you will be someone's wife. Um, even if you are a single mother or a single father, there's still um, aspects that you need to know um, as, as pertaining to your role as a mom and pertaining to your role as a dad. All right. So let's get into these. So we're going to start with the Hebrew definition of the father. The Hebrew definition of the father. So. The um, the Hebrew letters for father would be Aleph, Bet, Aleph, Bet, Av or Ab. Um, in the modern Hebrew, they would pronounce it Abba, A B B A, Abba. And in the original uh, pictograph script, which is Paleo Hebrew, the first letter is a picture of an ox. So the Aleph is a picture of an ox. An ox is strong. The letter also has the meaning um, has the meaning of strong or strength. The second letter is the picture of a tent. That is the bet uh, Bethlehem. It's, a, it's the house of. Right. So it's a is a picture of a house where the family resides. When combined, the olive and the bet or the ox and the strong. These letters form the meaning, the strength of the house. So as the father. Your role is to be the strength of the house. You hold the house up. Everything is held on your shoulders. Um, the, the ox is also a picture of the leader. So you are the strong leader of the house. I'll say it again. The strong leader of the house. That is the role of the father in the home. This is why when we get into um, all these gender questions, transgenders and um, the homosexuality movement, what it does, um, we understand, we understand now 
that these movements are not just wrong, but they're also satanic. Why? Because they seek to manipulate and change the order and the roles that the most high has given both the man and the woman in the house. So in our culture, um, or I would just say in the culture of the United States now, um, since since it's becoming more and more of a liberal culture, um, the tenor and the tone is that the roles are can be switched. No one has a defined role. And now we look out in society and we wonder why everything is in chaos. Everything is upside down. Um, the world is um, seems like it's always at odds with something, something just not fitting right is because we have taken the strong leader out of the house. So he may still be there, but he's not operating in his God given role as the strong leader of the house. So what does a strong leader look like? And do we have any examples in scriptures of strong leaders? Absolutely, we do. We can look at our patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. All three of those were strong leaders of their houses. I would uh, commend you to go study them. And we can also um, we can also look at people um, like David, who was a strong leader of his house. Um, we can also look at um, uh, Yoshiyahu, um, who I can't think of the name for some doggone reason in Greek or um, English. Josiah, King Josiah. We can look at him, a strong leader of his house. So when he found the Torah, uh, they were cleaning up the temple and the, he happened to find a Torah, began to read it. And then everything that the Torah said, he began to institute it. So the Bible says that he 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 cut down the high places and the groves and the pagan images and all those things. And as he grew up, he became he began to walk into his role as the strong leader of the house. See, the strong leader of the house um, provides for the house. He protects the house. And he makes sure that his lineage is passed on. That's how something that's strong. Um, the Bible says that Nimrod was a strong man. Do you want to know how strong Nimrod was? As evil and perverse as this man was, he is so strong that he is still worshipped even today. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years after his death, his Torah, his teachings to his children in his house were so strong that people are still teaching Nimrod to this day. Every time you go to a Christmas celebration, Nimrod is being uh, taught. Every time you celebrate Easter, every time you celebrate Valentine's Day. And all these other pagan holidays that are set up, whether from Babylon or whether from Egypt, it is the teachings of Nimrod that are still prevalent today. He was so strong of a leader that thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, people are still worshiping him, whether they know it or not. So if you're the strong leader of your house, thousands and thousands and thousands of years from now, Assuming that the earth even lasts that much longer, 
your children's 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 children should be still teaching, talking about and living out Torah, the most highest Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy, and also should be teaching others the faith and the witness of Yahusha HaMashiach, our salvation. So if you are to be the strong leader of your house, you must take control of your home. Now, does this mean that you are overbearing and that you're a tyrant? Absolutely not. Because we look at Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, were they tyrants of their homes? No. Did they did they treat their women with respect? Absolutely. Did they love their wives? Absolutely. Did they love their children? Absolutely. Were they were they were they fair men who who taught in a righteous way and not only taught their family, but took those teachings out and taught the nations around them. Absolutely. Were they great examples to their children? Absolutely. Were they, were they also men, flawed men? Absolutely. So saying that you're the strong leader of your home is not to indicate that you are somebody who was perfect because we know that only one, as Yahushua would say, only one was ever good. And that's our father that is in heaven. So we strive to be like him while we while we walk through the Torah and continue to um, heed to the teachings of Yahusha, who is the Torah wrapped in flesh. God's teaching, God's instruction, God's direction, um, Yah's uh, uh, direction wrapped in flesh. So as a man, your job is to be the strong leader of your home and also. As the strong leader of your home, you should be teaching your family as a whole. You cannot rely on your on your camp leader, your captain, your bishop. You cannot rely on your assembly leader, your moray, your pastor um, to be the voice of reason and instruction to your children and to your wife. Because simply put, those men are not the strong leader of your home. You are. It's your job. Now, should you be going to your assembly and your camp and all that stuff? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we are commanded to um, uh, uh, congregate with the with our believing brothers and sisters in the truth. But that leader of that particular organization cannot be the only voice that your house hears when it comes to the scriptures. You should be teaching your children all through the week, even on the Sabbath. So if your Sabbath day starts late, that's time for you in the morning um, to be teaching your children and your wife. If it starts early, that's time you have in the afternoon and the evening to be teaching your children and your wife. And I would say even take a Sabbath off from going to the assembly, maybe one a month so that you can congregate around your family and teach your family and show them and direct them in the way that this family ought to be going. You should be the strongest voice that your children and your wife hear. You should be leading them, not your moray, not your pastor, not your bishop, not your captain, not your deacon. You should be leading them. That is your job as the strong leader of your home. Right. So we also see that this does not denote. Um fatherhood or being a father in the paleo hebrew does not denote that you've given birth to a child i thought that was interesting because even if you um, adopt a child or you become or if you're listening to this and you're a stepdad 
your role as man or as husband, as father in the home, as Abba, does not change whether you produce that seed or not. It is still your house. So you are still the strong leader of your home, regardless of the origins of the child or even if you are in a house without a child. You're a strong leader of that home. So whether it's so whether you're empty nesters, whether you're a stepdad um, or whether you are an adoptive parent, that role does not change. And no matter what these other nations say, only the man can be the strong leader of the home. A woman can never do it. It's not her role. It's not her role. And that's a good segue to say, well, what is the role of the woman in the home? So as we look again at the Paleo Hebrew of the mother is the sign of the Alev and the Mem. So it would be back then it would be it would be pronounced aim. But now in the modern Hebrew, we pronounce it Ema, E-E-M-A, Ema. In the original pictograph script, the first letter is a picture of an ox. Remember the Aleph is the first letter of the um, of the Hebrew language and it's a picture of the ox. So let's get past this notion right there. And remember, the picture of the ox is strong. Right. So when we come into the truth, we want to I know a lot of us want to eliminate like girl power and the strength of a woman and all this stuff. But according to the scriptures, according to the original language, the language of Yah. Women are to be strong. Now, are they supposed to be buff and try to be like a man? No, we know we know they're not trying to be like needing to be like a man because that's an abomination. But they are to be strong Hebrew women because to be a woman, to be a mother and even to be a Hebrew woman who is scattered throughout the earth in the land of captivity. It takes a strong woman. To walk in the truth. It takes a strong man to walk into the truth. So when we come into this truth, don't don't believe the lie that a woman has to be um, downgraded to something that is uh, a lesser than she as well as the man is a strong presence in the house. But there is an high there is a hierarchy. Because the um, the woman is never seen as the leader of the house in the scriptures. She is strong, but her role is not to be a leader. So let's look at it. So it's olive mem, aim or today's ima. So it says in the original pictograph script, the first letter is the picture of an ox, which is the aleph. The ox is strong. The letter also has the meaning of strength or strong. The second letter represents water, the mem. The two letters give us the meaning of strong water. Watch this now. The Hebrews made glue by boiling animal skins in water. So that's how they made adhesive. As the skin broke down, a sticky, thick liquid formed at the surface of the water. This thick liquid was removed and used as a binding agent. They called it. So as we would call it glue today, they called it strong water. Our ancestors would call it strong water. This is the Hebrew meaning of a mother, the one who binds the family together or 
the strong adhesive, the strong glue that keeps the family together. And we see so many times here in our uh, so-called African-American culture when and I'm not trying to put down the women at all. This is a podcast that uh, encourages our African-American brothers, so-called African-American sisters. But I will say both male and female when it comes to the so-called African-American that we see that, number one, the male is not the strong leader of his home because through the transatlantic slave trade um, and people don't want to believe this, but our men were taught to be a breeder and not a father. They were taught to be the ox, the strong man, but they were not taught to be the leader of the home. So he would they would they would literally breed our people in captivity. So the man would would have relations with a random woman and he would usually be sold off to a different plantation or his children or his wife or the woman he breeded with would be sold off to a different plantation, not allowing him to operate in his role. The same was as a woman. You cannot be a strong adhesive and keep the family together if you are in captivity because somebody breeded with you and then you were sold off somewhere or the or the plantation owner uh, would rape you and sell your children off to somewhere, um, not allowing you to operate in your role. And we have been so long removed because of the disobedience of our ancestors. We have been so long removed from our roles as men and women of the of of of, of the Hebrew Israelites. That we've literally forgotten what it means to be a mother. We literally forgotten what it means to be a father. David knew this. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, they would know this. But because of the disobedience of our ancestors. So do you see now how heavy of a stone that we carry and that if we're not careful, we will walk with that stone right into the rivers and the waters of iniquity and drown believing these nations when they tell us who we are we don't need to listen to these nations to know who we are we need to listen and follow the torah and the witness of yahusha the torah the laws the prophets and the the apostolic writings those are our guiding lines. Those are our guiding proofs. Even if you didn't even know Hebrew, you can see clearly in the scripture that the man is the strong leader of the home and the woman, her job is to bind the home together. So what does that look like? So there's a lot of people you come to the truth and you say, well, we need homeschool because my wife need to be at home. She don't need to be out there working. It's not our job. Well, it doesn't say she can't go work. Because we definitely see in Proverbs 31 that she was that woman was an entrepreneur. She worked. She was in and out of the marketplace selling linens and, and fine clothes and, and 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 different things. And people called her blessed because of the business that she did. So she definitely worked and had a job outside of the home. But what was the thing that distinguished her in Proverbs 31? It says that her husband and her children woke up every day and called her blessed. Why would they do that? It's because she 
was operating in her divine role as being the strong water, the glue, the adhesive, the strong adhesive, the strong glue that keeps the family together. Not separating the family, not causing uh, uh, um, um, competitions and rivalries with the brothers and with the sisters, with the siblings of the family, um, not pitting the, the children uh, against the, the father or the husband. See, women, listen, let me tell you something. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this to be cruel because, again, I'm not I'm not this is this is to encourage you. Right. These are opportunities for us to grow. And men, we do the same thing. So I'm not excusing you all, but I want to talk to the women real quick because I learned a very vital lesson from my mother. See, I was raised in a broken home. My father was not there. My father was not the strong leader of my home. But my mother was smart enough, even though she was not in the truth. She's in the truth now. All praises to the most high. She is in the truth now. But at the time of me growing up, we were in the Christian church. But she was even smart enough then to realize that she could not raise a boy into a man. So what did she do? She went to the church. She found strong leaders of the home, real men. Now, because we like to throw out the the baby with the bathwater when we come to this truth. But I do not throw away the lessons that I learned from these men. She got me around pastors and elders and deacons. And they taught me life lessons that I use to this very day. They taught me how to cut my hair, how to tie a tie. They taught me how to farm, how to, how to, how to farm cabbages and carrots and tomatoes. They taught me how to cut grass. Uh, they taught me how to communicate and speak to another man. They taught me how to dress, how to shake hands and look people in the eye. Taught me so many life lessons that I use today. And even that, I, even though I have all girls, I still teach some of those lessons to them because some of those lessons are just life lessons. They're general. It goes beyond uh, uh, goes beyond time and gender. They're just good lessons to know and to have. But here's the thing that my mother never did. She never spoke ill of my absentee father. She always had nice things to say about them. Now, regardless of what she really thought about him, I would have never known that because her answer was always, well, your dad can't take care of himself right now. So he definitely can't take care of you. That's maybe the worst thing she's ever said about the man. But she's always said that he was kind. He was caring, um, that he loved me, although he wasn't there. So she became his voice. When he couldn't be there. Now, I have I have since repaired the relationship um, with my father. All praise to the most high. I'm um, in my prayers that one day he come into the truth as well. Um, but my mother is since remarried and all those good things. But as a single mother, you must know that if you have a boy in your house, you cannot turn that boy into a man. If you have a girl in your house, you should not be speaking a boy or girl. You should not be speaking um, bad things about their absentee father, because it is your job not to tear a family apart, but to keep a family together. Even if it's a broken family, the pieces that are there, your job is to keep it together. 
So when the siblings are arguing and there's chaos in the house, that's why they always say that the, the woman is, uh, creates the atmosphere of the home. So if you're not being that strong adhesive, the home is when somebody walks in the home, they're going to know that it's falling apart, that it's in chaos. It's, it's not correct. And any, any, any Tom, Dick or Harry can come in and manipulate a situation like that. And unfortunately, a lot of them do because they can see and they can sense a wolf can smell blood and they can sense when a house is out of order. So especially if you're a single woman, be careful who you let into your home. You need to be about being the strong adhesive to the family that's under your roof at the moment. If you're a single mother. Your, 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 your number one concern is not trying to find a man. Your number one concern is not trying to get married. He'll come in due time. His job is to find you. Your job is to keep together the family that is under your home. So educating your children, loving on your children, affirming your children. If you're married, affirming your husband, um, 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 taking care of him. That's why it says that, 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 that when you, uh, uh, you create the atmosphere by uh, uh, cooking and cleaning and teaching and loving and affirming. And it's not that, and don't hear me saying it and you guys say, oh, well, that's archaic and that's antiquated and women shouldn't be cooking and cleaning. Can a man cook and clean? Absolutely. Because I cook and I clean. Um, and I know my wife is going to be listening to this uh, and that's okay. But when we very first got married, my wife couldn't cook to save her life. I had to teach her how I liked my food. Now, my wife is Haitian, so she comes from a different culture. And I, to tell the truth, I just I, I, I've still not There's a few things that I like of, of Caribbean food, Haitian food. But for the most part, I don't like it. So, you know, I'm a I'm a country boy. I was I was raised on biscuits and gravy. That's the kind of stuff I like. So I had to teach her how to prepare those things. Right. Um, but do I cook? Do I clean? Absolutely. But as a role of the wife, as the mother, it's your job to to create that that loving and calming and adhesive atmosphere um, in your home. So when somebody walks in, even when a stranger walks in, um, they can feel at peace even in your house. That's the power that you have as a woman, as a mother, as a wife. So don't let anybody ever degrade you and make you feel like you are second class or less than because it is you who who the family needs and should be looking to for cohesion and togetherness. It's you, wife, mother, who keeps the family together. And that is that is a hard task. But remember that the most high is with you and men being the strong leader of your home. That is a hard task. But but remember that the most high is with you to lead your family and wife. The most high is with you to keep your family together. So what does it look like to be a husband and wife in the Hebraic sense? What should we be doing as the man? You should be the strong leader as the woman. You should be the strong adhesive. So together you guys are leading a family that is strong and together. So a, a, a family that is living the, the, the Hebrew, the, the Hebraic life in the right way. That family looks like a strong family who is led well and is always together. Lastly, what 
is the role for the husband and the wife or the mom and the dad toward the children. I've hinted toward this in the beginning. So the role for you is to teach your children. And teaching means Torah. It's the instructions. What are you throwing at them? That's the picture we get when we look at Torah in Hebrew. It's something that's thrown. Um, it's a direction that's sent. It's um, that's why Paul says that sometimes we miss the mark. Um, it's an archery term. So it's um, uh, uh, it's an arrow going somewhere. Um, you're shooting an arrow out. You're pointing at a direction. This is the direction you ought to go, child. And we should be sending them in the direction of the scriptures. Always. Um, I know a lot of us, even in the truth, don't even care to learn Hebrew or whatever. But I would say um, and we are, we know that it's that the most high is going to give us a pure language. And we know that some of this language has been corrupted and all that good stuff. We know all of that. But the problem is the scriptures weren't written in English or Spanish or whatever language uh, that that you came out of your mama's womb speaking um, or that you learned. It was written in Hebrew, all of it. Because everybody who was a writer of the scriptures was Hebrew. So it behooves us to learn the language of the scriptures in order to get a better understanding of the scriptures. Because unfortunately, the Bible is the best selling Bible is the best selling book that is least read and least understood. Because a lot of us choose and not that you can't have a great understanding in the scriptures um, through English, but English ain't going to tell you that you're the strong leader of your house. English is not going to tell you that you are the strong adhesive to your home. English is not going to tell you what the Torah means or what the teaching means. Um, so we have to look at some of those things in Hebrew, not to say you need to be fluent in Hebrew because I am not fluent in Hebrew. All right? I'm not a Hebrew teacher or none of that stuff. I just like to learn and I like to get understanding and we should all be the same way. Our, 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 uh, we should want to learn and get understanding. So to put it all together again, a Hebrew family looks like one who has a strong leader. And has someone who puts the house together. We are a strong, well-led, put-together family. I hope that helped. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And even if you're not walking in that role right now, um, I pray to the Most High that you would that you would seek Him out and pray to Him and ask you to give Him the desire of your heart. That your desire, your desire of your heart, if you're a man, is to be the strong leader of your home. And to begin do, doing that now, even if you don't have any kids, or you're not even married. Learn some of those things now. Now, get get into a good assembly, a good camp or whatever it may be. And, and learn from some good, wise men full of the Holy Spirit in those places. And as a woman, if you're not walking in that role now, if even before you become a wife, before you become a mother, you need to find in your camp, in your assembly, uh, some some older, wise women who are full of the Holy Spirit, who can teach you how to walk in that role. So when you become a husband, when you become a wife, now it's not going to be hard to be that strong leader 
um, uh, who leads his family in a strong way, who who loves his wife like Christ loved the church. You understand what I'm saying? And as a woman, if you do those things now and find that older, wiser woman full of the Holy Spirit to learn from now, it won't be as hard for you to become that to become that strong water become that cohesion that keeps the family together and you can submit to your husband as Christ did the church right so um, again I hope that helped uh, remember to share this with your friend your friends your family subscribe to this podcast as well I thank those who continue to support and as always seek truth live it out inform others Shalom Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at JacobC12 or the host page at Yermayahu15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. You don't have a social media account? That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash JacobC12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember... Seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.